Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. And thank you for joining us on this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. My name is Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss. And, Lou, we're going to have an interesting conversation with a company called Without Wire, which is a warehouse solution. And I know we've seen some of those as we've gone to trade shows, and uh, it's time to talk about one in detail. So I'm going to be anxious to talk to Travis. Okay. So let's uh, let's start start the show. And Travis, uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, you and I had a conversation about uh, about your system and solution. And uh, we think that it'll be a good conversation. So let's start. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. So, so Travis, let <laughs> me introduce uh, let me introduce you. Travis Smith is uh, chief technology officer and founder of. And I love the name of the company, Without Wire Inventory Sciences. I love the name Sciences in a company. Yeah. Uh, so, Tra- Travis, explain to me how you yeah. arrived at I, that. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd love, yeah, I'd love to take all the creative credit for that. But uh, I have a friend of mine that uh, is in marketing and um, very, very creative guy, and uh, we work together on on putting together the logo. So yeah, I like it a lot. But uh, you know, it's hard to tell people that there's absolutely no wire that you need uh, if you're going to use our system, and that's just not the truth. But uh, anyway, we have fun with that without wire. Uh, you know, it's it kind of represents the idea of mobile and and uh, and and wireless, you know, technology as it really is used in inventory uh, sciences. Hence the name. Right, right. Well, now, give us an idea of what the Without Wire product or product lines are, or technology, or the science behind it, uh, because I think it's fascinating sure. what's happening in, in warehouses. Yeah, well, yeah, it is, It's um, and it's really not just warehouses, and that's kind of the interesting trend that's changing, and it affects everything from how supply chain's working to who the employment pool is of the future, which... Uh, is also being affected by cloud mobile technologies. You know, software as a service companies are really continuing to take off. And in supply chain, it hasn't been as fast changing. It's more, it's less uh, disruptive or adoption of these new technologies in cloud and mobile. And, but it is happening now for sure. And uh, we've been doing this uh, strategy for a number of years. And uh, I tell you, this, this, this over the last. Uh, 20 months or so, it's really changed and it's taking off a lot more in terms of adoption. So what we do is we you know, we bring in a system that allows you to do inventory traceability throughout uh, your system. And when I say system, that isn't just the warehouse, but it's field service trucks that drive around with uh, equipment on them for IT or networking uh, installations to a manufacturing company that's putting together uh, dough, dough products or, you know, or, or food like grain or you know, we have a lot of manufacturing and then, of course, you know, distribution. But it's all about the, the, the instant visibility of product and where. And then you can use that information. And when you open it up to other systems, you can see some interesting combination of how other systems can drive and interact with a modern platform to execute on supply chain movements. And so it's kind of a new area that 
it, it's really kind of brought on by the Amazon um, experience, and everyone wants it now, and our platform helps people to get it now. So one of the things, and since you're a pretty fast-growing company these days that we talked about pre-show, Travis, was the ongoing challenge, which Lou and I hear all the time from companies, and if it pops up in the news, you know, we can't find people. Uh, you're mm-hmm. having a similar experience, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we, we currently have uh, a lot of open positions, and we've uh, started to, to, for the first time, uh, ha- hired a full-time recruiter on staff, and uh, that individual is spending more and more time and on on that area. So, uh, what we what we've recently done is we've we, we just uh, we don't see the uh, uh, the people out there. There's so there's so few uh, individuals that have the specialties or the talents that uh, companies like us are looking for. And I think what's happening is that, that we're going to have to change the definition, which is. Uh, one thing we are doing is we're, we're bringing in people that aren't necessarily IT related, and they can become product experts by you know showing people the product and understanding supply chain basics. These aren't IT people; these are kind of a mixture between just smart, smart young individuals and uh, almost the sales aspect of it for customer service. So it's a different way to to help people to consult on what they should be doing in their internal environment, and it's done by an, a different typical individual than maybe what you've seen in the past to do that work, to do the consulting, the trusted advisor role. Right, right. I can, I can understand that. Um, yeah. So, Travis, when you go into a, and you're saying it's not just a warehouse operation, and I, and I have kind of a, a tangent question off to the side, like the back room of a Walmart, uh, what yes. are you doing in that space? And by the way, are the large box stores using this kind of technology to put their goods out on the shelf? They are actually. Uh, there is some definitely some innovation going on in retail, um, and I, I don't know that it's it's going to it's played itself out all the way through. Uh, but we're still we're, we are seeing the adoption of temp workers and uh, the ability to use a mobile application to uh, help with the supply chain issues, uh, including you know you, of course you have last mile delivery opportunities where people are shopping for customers now, and uh, but those those uh, back rooms like you had mentioned where you need real time visibility into replenishment and it's the replenishments aren't going to be a truck arriving every day to the store to replenish empty shelves. We're talking about every 30 minutes. You know, if you walk into a retail store that has a lot of nice sales going on and the shelves are empty, uh, that's not acceptable for customers anymore. Uh, and so you need to have real-time movement of products during the day. So you're talking smaller vehicles. Uh, you're talking mobile technology. Uh, you know, and, so you, and you're also talking about uh, being able to shift the labor pool to do those activities from zero when there isn't a need for it all the way to 50, 60 people running around, you know, a, a suburb or, or what, what have you to a city, a large city to uh, fulfill orders and so forth. So I, I do think it's going to, it's definitely going to continue that way. So without wire, which by the way, for our listeners sits at withoutwire.com on the World Wide web, um, Without wires involved in more than just the warehouse, you're involved in what's coming in and and how it's going out. Not just that it's going out, but where it's going to. Oh yeah, is yeah, that right? I mean, yeah. Just to talk through sort of the basic functions of of what we do is 
You know, you've got a, you know basically a, a execution of a task is really the, the the and you're talking about inventory transactions whether it's coming in the door uh, because it was a purchase from a vendor and you're you're bringing more product in let's say for a distribution center to retail stores going back to that example uh, you're you're doing um, uh, transactions that are driven by third parties so uh, there you know you you maybe you're not purchasing it but you're storing it for a customer. And therefore, it has no financial value, which means that the way it interacts with the accounting systems of the world has to be very flexible. Some product that you move around is very important, but it's not owned by your company. And so it's kind of like almost like a 3PL sort of environment where you have all kinds of customers bringing their product in. They have to be segmented in many cases. But there's also all kinds of scenarios where you might want to steal inventory from one customer to the other. So, for example, you've got a parent company like Walmart uh, that maybe is rolling out goods to uh, two different stores and they want to divert from store one to store two in real time. You know, those are the kind of things that can be done through the new ways of uh, interacting with systems like ours. How, um, how user friendly is your program solution? Very. It sounds like we, that's is... one of the, yeah, that if you've went to our website, you'll notice we, we've really invested a lot in the product. Um, if you look at us, uh, we, you know, we've, we've over the last, you know, 18 years we've been in business. That's always been the mode of operation is to continue to invest in innovation. And so, uh, even though I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you that every one of those investments has panned out. You know, you can't predict, you know, the consequences of the economy or the market. Uh, but eventually, things, you know, start to click if you continue with that mentality. And that's kind of what we've done, and we're in a great position with that. So. Usability is very important, and this thing has to be used by younger generations. You know, we talked a little bit about uh, being able to employ uh, more and more people, um, you know, to fulfill the needs of the of, of to scale for all kinds of companies. The more you can make it easy to use from a mobile device, the more advantage you have because you don't have to bring somebody in to train them on your specific software. It's just another mobile app. The only way you get away with doing that is making it very user-friendly, and it has to be something that people can pick up very quickly. For our uh, listeners who are sitting in front of a computer, uh, why don't you give us your uh, URL so that the the audience can join in and take a look at your website? Yeah, I think you mentioned it's withoutwire.com. If you just go there, you'll be able to see... Uh, and if you go to Knowledge Base, um, there's an area where you can get started videos. It'll take you through videos uh, that'll show you how the product works and how to download it from iTunes or Google Play. Uh, that you can actually set up your own account, uh, which is kind of the premise we wanted to start with with this product uh, roadmap, so that people could experience it as quickly and easily as they possibly can. So uh, you can go to Google, uh, you can go to uh, iTunes, you can go to even Amazon. Uh, on their app store where you can download it to Kindles and run our application on a Kindle just as much as you can on a Zebra rugged device. So it's that flexibility to be able to have one code base uh, that can be used across any ubiquitous pool of devices that are used by all kinds of different people. So being that you're in business uh, with this uh, solution of yours for 18 years, uh, you must have uh, quite a... um, a uh, list of Fortune 500s that are part of your uh, customer base. Yeah, we, it's an interesting, uh, we, you know, our go-to-market um, from the beginning was mid-sized small companies. 
uh, and right. we targeted Microsoft Dynamics um, GP, which at the time was a very, uh, and it still is, a very important uh, part of the ERP world, and that's where we started. And, uh, and what's happened over the years is as we've built out functionality you know, and uh, made it more and more powerful, we're seeing it being more and more adopted by those enterprise clients that you just mentioned. And, yes, we do have some very large clients, and, uh, and uh, it, it brings credibility to the system. It helps us to sell it more and more, and it also makes sure that we're doing it the right way. So everything sure. from security concerns from large enterprises – to functionality requests really help to drive the value of the product, even for people that are smaller. So you're still, uh, the product is still available and uh, uh, efficient for small to medium-sized companies as well? Absolutely, yes. You can, you can get started with our system by downloading the app, logging in, getting a test account, and once you're convinced it's something you want, you can even enter a credit card, believe it or not. Really? So uh, we, we, we've covered all the angles. You know, we, we don't tip. In fact, I will tell you, um, we, we, we don't focus a lot anymore on that model simply because the market isn't ready for that. And it's not where we need to spend our time and energy because of all the, all the uh, resource constraints that I mentioned before. We only have so much time and energy, so we are devoting that to enterprise clients for the most part now. I wish we had more and more that we could that we could spend down on the smaller end. But uh, the nice thing is that experience is there, and it can get somebody in very quickly. And you can even use it for free. Uh, if, as long as you're staying under what we call 200 transactions a month, you can use it for free as long as you want to. And I was, I would love for more companies to use it for free. Really, and that's amazing. That is absolutely yeah. amazing. Thank you. I hope that uh, you have you have a lot of signups as a result of this show. I hope so too. The system, um, the solution that you have, you build on top of it. In other words, you use a portion of your program, and then you can add on to it uh, for additional uh, efficiencies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 do definitely do that. Um, we have spent a lot of our. Uh, innovation into making that process lower risk and easier and in fact in many ways now the customer can self-modify their systems so that we you know don't have to hold them back uh, from doing it themselves and therefore we have done that by more configuration options that you can switch on and off from the web console we call it from the website that we have for administrators to the api sets that we provide people that they can control uh, the input and outputs to the system all by themselves. All they have to do is read the documentation online. It's freely available to anybody, and you can start making a call. And uh, and so that's worked out, and we've gotten a lot of nice opportunities with companies through that mechanism as well. Uh, Travis, I have to say I'm beyond intrigued, and I'm trying to get my head around what appears to be a app I can download on my phone or iPad or wherever I might want to use, whatever device I might want to use, to, to manage the inventory in something as large as a warehouse and distribution center. I mean, it almost seems uh, surreal, uh, but it sounds like it's very real. <laughs> yeah, it's very real. Yeah, we we have, um, you know, so we offer our system up in a number of ways, Uh one is you can install it in a, in a set of servers. You know, you're familiar with some business server technology that's been around for many years. 
uh, or you can you can buy our stuff through our cloud application. And so uh, you can literally spin this thing up and be ready for go live within probably a week. Uh, it, you know, the infrastructure is there. It's 100% ready. And, uh, you know, we, we have the benefit of a, of, a, of a Microsoft Azure cloud is what we use. Uh, we've invested in the Microsoft technology from day one as our back-end system. And when you mentioned growing it and continuing to evolve it, because we've stayed on that Microsoft uh, foundation, it does pay off eventually to be able to plug it in as e more easily into an Azure uh, cloud environment than maybe some other people would be able to benefit from as competitors. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking uh, at all the features and functions here, reporting, barcode, labels, receiving, cycle counting, site transfers, put away, replenishments, create license plates, bin moves, inventory adjustments. You know, and this is where we see manufacturing and warehousing and technology intersecting. But this is the first, I think, Lou and I have talked to somebody who's got this at the app level for managing really very large operations Travis, this is incredible well i i would I, w I wish i could tell you i mean i like to be humble but i believe we are the only ones out there doing what we're doing um, <laughs> you know yeah, it doesn't and I mean have, that everyone know it it certainly doesn't mean everyone knows who we are and that's the challenge right now um but the, the reality is is that even if we have more business we can't even do the work because we're so busy so if you guys want to send a check or money order uh, to help us grow this company. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm joking, obviously. Uh, but no, that's the challenge is we need more people to help us to scale this company. And we believe that our technology is very sound. The next thing we need is just more in sales and marketing. So uh, that's, uh, that's why we, you know, we uh, continue to look for opportunity to talk with, with uh, the rest of the world out there looking for these types of solutions and, and it's coming more and more and it's definitely happening. So it's an exciting trend and uh, we definitely uh, want to be a part of it. Well, I think you're part of it. I think you're a leader in it. Go ahead, Lou. I was just going to say, it's, uh, it seems as though that uh, um, this type of technology is something that uh, uh, will certainly give uh, uh, efficiencies to the their clients uh, and uh, reduce inventory s screw ups and inventory errors. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming that that's one of the the big sell points. Yeah, and that's that's been the sell point uh, forever uh, in this industry. As long as I've been a part of it, is, is that has been the big selling point. I think what people aren't quite getting into as, as rapidly is the idea that a system like this uh, can be a strategic disruptor in their market. And uh, you talk about manufacturing as an example. Um, you know, we, we haven't really dug into sort of uh, all the different manufacturing pieces and, and aspects that we do, but we, we help companies that are manufacturing medical devices. Uh, we, have, we help them with food, all those traceability and compliance uh, regulations we have to be able to handle. And, but what that means is that somebody using a mobile device that is doing temporary manufacturing, maybe in some temporary location that is temporarily put together, that person can be very productive and be part of that supply chain with very much agility. You know, if you want to scale up and start producing some manufacturing of a good and service uh, and you want to do it globally, you can do that. You know, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. So it's, uh, it's, it's an enabler, we hope. 
for a lot of people looking at strategy to change in manufacturing. You know, I, I was just thinking about a comment that you made a few moments ago about the fact that uh, under 200 transactions, your your solution is uh, free. Uh, Correct. That's an that's an un, that's an unbelievable marketing concept because as their <laughs> business as their business grows and and uh, develops, you've got your built-in customer. Yeah. So, so I'm you know, curious. It, you know, it, it's an interesting thing to, to talk about because, you know, strategically, that, that was our understanding when we first rolled that program out, that this thing was going to be uh, widely adopted. But what's, what, I, what we found instead was it was too good to be true. You've, you've said that on this call. <laughs> it sounds too good right. to be true. And you know what? When people believe something is too good to be true, you know what they do. They yeah, they don't believe it to be true, and so uh, <laughs> right. that's kind of what that's kind of what we suffered from in the beginning. And so now we've taken a more traditional approach until that name and brand grows, some so that we can continue to see more growth on that side of it. But that is not that that was that was our idea when we started looking at the strategy for go to market. And to be honest, it didn't work out the way we had planned. And uh, you know, it, it's kind of like this. Um, and it's it, it was a dumb, uh, uh, not dumb, but uh, the uh, the typical supply chain middleman in a large enterprise, when he's told by his uh, you know team that one of the directives he has to work on is to put in a new inventory management system, well, the first thing he's doing it isn't to go look on on iTunes, you know, uh, and so <laughs> right. But you know what? Right. In ten years, in ten years, that may be the case. Maybe five years. You know, uh, people will think differently. And, and, you know, we talked about getting back full circle on the, uh, the, the people of coming into the job market. These are the kind of people that are driving the innovation to be adopted that way, you know, and that will continue to trend that way. In the uh, 18 years that you're doing this, um, have, and I, I would presume, but I'm just curious <laughs> as to what percentage of yeah. people actually gone the route from free to pay that's a great question i'm going to tell you that zero did excuse me now <laughs> what i will tell you no here's what i will say that's not exactly true and here's what i mean by that uh there are there are a few uh, very large companies we've worked with where uh the supply chain manager has found our application downloaded it played with it a little bit himself and then called us and, and we took it from there, but they never went through a, a full cycle of using the product for free. And again, I think it comes back to that. It's, you know, it's too good to be true uh, kind of mentality, but we have, it is a great source for getting people to experience the product. And uh, when people are ready to take that process through, they can easily uh, see it and experience it for themselves. And we do win business that way. Definitely. It's a that's a great marketing tool. Great Thank marketing you. tool. I, I wonder if that would work in forgings, our other company, <laughs> All Metals and Forge. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you the forgings for free. Yeah, I'm not sure that would work, though. So, Travis, uh, the the handheld devices, the iPads, the Android phones, the iPhones. Are they capable of reading barcodes, and I think they are, as easily as your Zebra yes. device? 
not as easily know. And, and so that's where, you know, the, the discussion around how many barcode scans you want to do per day really comes into play. So if you're a field tech out in the field transacting with your phone, we try to target 50 scans a day max. Now, the other thing that drives that is how small the barcodes are on your equipment. So if you have very small barcodes, probably need a socket. Uh, mobile is the tool we use. So it's a Bluetooth scanner that pairs with your phone. That's the next move right. up. If you need to do more like ruggedized uh, scanning, then you can get a, uh, a Zebra Android that has cellular capabilities and use that. So, you know, it goes all the way from tablets to being, you know, you can mount. In fact, we've done this before, if you can imagine. An Amazon Kindle, which is, what, a $50 device, we've, we've mounted it to a forklift in a warehouse. And, um, and that forklift, believe it or not, now this is going to sound ridiculous, okay, is, comes from a, a retail store called Five Below. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but Five Below caters to young girls, which I've got a few of them, so we go there often. Uh, but uh, we picked up this, this, uh, this tablet mount. It's, I think it was designed for an automobile to watch videos in the back seat. We took it and mounted it to a forklift, and it was very uh, stable, and, and the cost of it is $5. So you can mount a forklift device using our system for about $55. What is that, $60, something like that, whatever, right, the tax? Right. I mean, it, it's, a new, it's a different approach. And, um, it, you know, you can, you can break, what would it, like 100 of them uh, in a year, uh, and you're still, you know, you're still looking at, what, $500? My math is a little off. That's okay. the decimal point. Yeah, it's really inexpensive. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm marveling at this because the software is so incredibly powerful, yet resides on a really simple device. Um, mm-hmm. And it's free. neat stuff. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can... You can try yeah, and you know, I mean, honestly, I'm when it, to download it and inventory something here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I hate to say it, but uh, you know, the actual process of maintaining inventory, uh, you know, I would even though I'd love to say people would 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 just do inventory just for the sake of using our app, you know, <laughs> moving and shipping and, and doing boxes without getting paid isn't really that much fun, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, we have a. a lucky with this company is we've got an incredible staff. Um, we, you know, we've got some very bright people in this organization that, uh, you know, they come to come here every day working hard and uh, putting a lot into this. And uh, it's, it's really to a testament to their skills. So are you still, are you working on uh, additional, um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm I lost the word. Are you looking? Uh, are you building more skills into your program, or is it pretty yes. much yeah, we maxed are, out? No, so no. Innovation can never can never really. You can always find opportunity, and you know one of the areas that is still uh, uh, like we talked about this this agile, flexible supply chain. You know we're building in um, location based services into our application, so. Let's say, for example, I'm, I'm working with a, uh, an HVAC machine, and it's broken, and I need a part. Well, using you know, a combination of, of artificial intelligence as well as uh, location-based services, we can do a, a search across the network of, of individuals that have that part. 
and display them, you know, in, in, a, in a UI where they can make decisions. And even if those decisions require an invoice to be cut from one vendor to me, being able to systematically cover those types of environments where you need the part, we need to transact that part, here's what it was, go create an invoice, invoice me later type of stuff. So creating transactions is really what we're trying to, to, to continue to build on and, and making it more uh, agile and flexible. Great stuff. So, uh, Travis, we appreciate you joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. We'd like you to stay on with us uh, after the episode just for a minute or so. want to chat with you on a separate subject, um, but we appreciate your contribution to the, all of the information that Lou and I have been developing for the manufacturing industry over the last uh, six years six now. Six years, yep, yep. Well, congratulations, right. guys. Well, thank you, and thanks for being with us. Thank you. And we've been talking with Travis Smith, who is the Chief Technology Officer and Founder of Without Wire Inventory Sciences. They can be found at withoutwire.com. And all of our shows can be found at mfgtalkradio.com, where you will also get a feel for the other podcasts that we produce out there called Women and Manufacturing, Manufacturing Matters with Cliff Waldman. We have others in development. So check us out at mfgtalkradio.com. And thank you for listening to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.